Pretty boy, pretty boy. Oh yeah. Let me tell you where I'm from. I gotta get some things done. I ain't never had. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Slow Wealth Podcast. I am Kendra. And as we have in our previous shows, we always start with a powerful motivational quote. And it starts by saying, happiness is an inside job. Don't assign anyone else that much power over your life. Okay. Okay. Good way to start a day off. It is. It definitely is. And today we have our special guest on the Slow Wealth Podcast, Miss Nicole. It's big time. Top. Hey. Right? Hey. Uh, it's the Queen of Hustle, baby. Yes, the go. Queen of Hustle. Her new album just dropped this past Mother's Day, and it is hot. Rooftop oh. is my is my jam. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Rooftop and nothing. I love yeah. it. Nothing. 36 bars. Yes. 36 bars is hard too. Yes. Okay. I've been playing that album. I was driving from Dallas and I was like over and over again just listening to that album. It's That's hot. where them Dallas streams came from. Well, today we have Nicole on our show. Um, she will discuss how she got into the music industry and how royalties work for her. Um, just to kind of give people another avenue of how wealth is generated and created. Um, because a lot of times people think that you have to get wealth from one stream of income. You can have several income streams, which Nicole has, um, of course, um, as an entrepreneur also. And uh, her company, The Grind is Real Entertainment, has, I'm sure, other things going on as far as distributions and stuff like that. And we'll get into all that during this interview. Um, Nicole, if you could just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, not what you do, but who you are. Well, I am Nicole, birth name, stage name, artist name, Ms. Nicole. Um, I am a female influencer. I feel that I am a, a force of empowerment for women. Um, I stand for the positive aspects of music, on the music end, um, I don't really go for the revealing of my body to get the the attention. So I, I, I more so go for being like a Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, positive influence. I just want to spread my message, and music just happens to be the way that I do that. Mm, yeah, no, it don't help that you can rap too. So you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> she called right, me right. We know her like she she's really hot. And- <laughs> We've been wanting this interview to happen for a while. Right, right. Yeah, I'm finally glad I got a chance to get on here. But uh, I just feel I'm a positive influence representing women. And we need that. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Because, you know, now we got this little. No name, no name. I know. I'm not saying I'm going to name no names, but everybody's cool with this whole whole yeah. like mentality and I'm like yeah the mm-hmm. woman as a grown woman you know that's yeah. that's not cool you know it's really not 
That's the exact point I'm at. So when you ask who am I, that's I I'm I'm the queen of hustle, baby. I'm I'm Ms. Nicole. I'm I'm hip hop. And I'm not afraid to be myself to get the supporters that I'm gaining. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning of my career, I, I went down that different path because I didn't get the quick response from people as someone revealing would have got. So I, I detoured, but now that I'm true to myself, things are really, really taking off. So that's what I consider myself a, a hip hop pioneer, a legend in my city. And I just can't wait to see what's next. Oh, hold up. where are you from again? Kansas City, baby. Missouri side. There you go. KC, Missouri. You know, KC Mo. Yeah, they got a Kansas City, Kansas. So we got to make that clear. Yeah, she's not from the dot. I ain't got no smoke with them. But I'm the loser. Hey man, well they be hating each other, like man. I know, and we right up the street, like we just across the street, of water. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Nicole. Uh, so, like, tell us when did you first realize that you wanted to, you know, pursue your career in music? Uh, I I knew in high school. Honestly, uh, I was more on the producer end of music when I first was kind of introduced to it. My mom bought me a little cheap keyboard from the thrift store that only had a couple keys on it. And um, <laughs> I would play stuff that I hear on the radio, just in the room, teenage kid, not realizing that I'm actually good at it. And that's where it started. I, I was on producer side of it. I wanted to be the next Missy Elliott. And then uh, the, the rapping and singing came, I guess, from being a choral connection in high school being in like those play like Broadway style plays. Mm-hmm. So that's when I knew that I was born for the stage, just from the reaction that I would get. Just being that center of attention. I'm a Leo. So we like the light shined on us. We like attention. And you know, I started falling in love with giving getting that experience from from other people when I were in a performance aspect. You are an honest Leo. Yes, yeah. she is. <laughs> honest Leo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you was in, so you was in the cafeteria, you know. Yep, beating all the, you, yep, getting in trouble, getting in trouble. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. You know what? Now, with music programs, a lot of kids don't realize, a lot of artists, new artists don't realize that some of the, you know, like mature artists, you know, like Nas, Jay Z, and all mm-hmm. these other you know, people, they all started off playing with instruments. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not big in the schools anymore. You know, like, right. I the violin and Ramon played uh, the trombone. Yeah, and that's the they can pull out an iPad and, and do everything. You can play the violin on the iPad. Right. <laughs> right. Move but your now, finger. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> it. You know, and it, when you actually play an instrument, it, it, it allows you to have a more creative process and critical thinking about your artistry and about about other aspects of life of how you look at things too. So what is your creative process like? Uh, it's changed, but I can kind of give you the creative process when I first started in comparison to now. When I first started, I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. I was just mocking who I thought was hot at the time. Uh, Lauren Hills, the Queen Latifahs. Uh, so I was mocking other artists and that wasn't me now mm-hmm. i'll give my story i've been through so much over the course of the 10 plus years that i've been in the in the music career now 
my life is the process. I just take, I don't know, it's like a delivery that I, I manifest from what I experience, kind of transition it to make it relatable to other people. So mm. now it's it's real life experiences. So it's a lot simpler when it's more passionate. Now is it real is it real therapeutic for you when you do it? That too. That too. It's therapeutic. Uh I've battled depression, I've battled PTSD. I'm a military vet, so it's it's therapeutic. Uh that's the best word for it. I guess it saved my life, honestly. Mm. And on your album, nothing definitely described. Mm. You know, you know, some things that you've gone through, but your previous albums, when you like you said, you were starting to you were starting to grow more comfortable with yourself. You can hear those things come out. That's that passion in the music where it's like, man, this is you know, this is crazy. Like this beat is hard. These rhymes is hard. Look, she just, you know, she's delivering <laughs> a message that a lot of people can relate to. And with this album, the new album, Queen of Hustle, again, that was released this past Mother's Day. Um, what motivated you to write the songs that you wrote, like 36 Bars, Rooftop, Nothing? Um, what's the other one? I can't think of the fourth one that I was like playing over and over and over again. But Might just take the, the pain away. <laughs> yeah, take the pain away. Take the pain. I, I, I like that. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> um, with, with the course of this project, of course, the reason I dropped it on Mother's Day, it was a whole marketing strategy. Queen of Hustle talking about women empowerment and what's the best day known for women empowerment, mm -hmm. highlighting women, Mother's Day. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's perfect. But um, as far as the song choices, um, is again, it's, it's my success story, uh, Rooftops. Like, that's an affirmation song. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. saying that I have everything that I want. It's a song speaking things into perspective. So my view is from the rooftop, my cool drop, out here living luxury, I'm drama free. I just want to roll it. It's saying what you want. So mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of people's favorite record, but nothing actually mm -hmm. came to me through the producer, which is my single that is doing the most. We just hit top 10 on the uh, BDS radio charts. I just got placement on 14 syndicated radio stations with that one. Um, Pretty Boy Beat, shout out to him. He's actually the producer that mm -hmm. sent me that beat with the hook on it. And he produced it. You know, some producers have beats where they put the hook on it. And uh, that was one of those songs. And I'm like, hey, this, we need to drop this together. So that turned into something really big. And I just manifested what the hook was saying. So I can't even take all the credit from that because he made the beat with the hook on it and it, it, it just went together how it was supposed to go. And then uh, Kent Carter, he's out of South Carolina. So as you can hear, the uh, that's the middle artist on that song, the middle person. Mm -hmm. He's been through a lot and our stories were similar. So it all came together. You know, well, let's 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 uh, go ahead and, and give you a, a congrats, a big congrats because you just hit <laughs> what, 100,000 streams on Spotify. Okay. Yeah, in the uh, first week. That's <laughs> that is huge. Like, what was you thinking about? Like, when you seen that? <laughs> I, I think it was real. That. I was trying to make every excuse for it not to be true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's but sad. But... Though. And a lot of times, that's what happened when you deserve it. You be like, nah, this ain't real. This yeah. ain't real. That's exactly yeah, let me go happening for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Oh, Miss Nicole from Kansas City. You know, yeah. marriage is gone. 
and no no financial backing. This is just me. So mm-hmm. yes, it was kind of like a surreal moment. Mm. That's huge. That is huge. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I, I, mean, I think I see you posted on Facebook, and I was like, damn, she had a hundred thousand screams. I was like, damn, she big time. Hundred thousand. We going for a million. Going for a million. Yeah. This is. And you said that was the first week, though. Right? <laughs> it's crazy, like. And you, and you said that was in the first, first week. First week. Yeah, I haven't. I'll do my. I, I normally do my report. Uh huh. First first seven days of the album. Mm, and that's not including Apple Music. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah, you said they ain't including okay. Apple Music. Oh wow. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, so do yeah, you think you know how many things you got on Apple Music? Mhm. Yep. Yep. It's it's not a hundred thousand, but I, I think mm-hmm. I was at like thirteen thousand streams for the album. That, that's still quadrupling anything yeah, I've yeah. ever done in the past. So. Damn, that's like you probably yep. you probably uh two hundred thousand if you count all of them. If I counted, I haven't went and looked, but I've never charted. I I hit the charts. That was something I manifested on the way back from Atlanta on the uh, mm. tour, mm. and it's just everything that I write on my checklist, my board, my mental visual board. It's happening. Amen. Hey, you know what? We talked about that in our last uh interview too about the vision boards because Kendra, you know, she does it. And I was like, I mm-hmm. got a, a vision board. It's just mental, like yeah, mine's just mental. Do you think you you think do you think that works for you? Like, have you hit? It like, works better. Head? Does it? Okay. Yeah, it works better for me. I I think I've wrote down something maybe once in my life. Everything else is, if I see it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and that's mm-hmm. it's marked, it's checked off in my brain. Mm, okay. So, do you get a lot of love now? You think, uh, or even more love from Kansas City now? Oh yeah, I don't know if y'all were aware of the Snoop Dogg and Red Man co-sign yes. that I got. Yeah, I wasn't even gonna say that. I was gonna wait. <laughs> I was gonna wait. You know, I was like, let me let me try it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But that, I was like, hold on, she did what? Don't tell that, that about that. Boosted it. Yeah, so Red Man. Just to make a long story short, he has a record out called Eighty Bars. So he did a call for action to the hip hop community, which I love because I don't like the direction that this new wave of music is going. He did a, a 80 bars challenge. I'm big on Instagram. And um, I'm like, hey, this is another opportunity for me to promote my album release. I was mm-hmm. dropping the album that Sunday. And I think I did the challenge that Monday or something. But anyway, he reposted me. And I, when I wrote this, I was at the, I was at a, at a hiatus with my career. I was about to hang it up. I don't talk about when I'm about to quit. But I was about to quit. I was about to say, this ain't it for me. I'm ready to transition into something else. I was talking to God. I said, I need a sign. And boom, <laughs> Red Man reposted it. Then babe, uh, Cameron got on there and was like, Snoop Dogg reposted you too. And I'm like, what? what? So <laughs> when that happened, then you know how it goes when, when somebody to that with that magnitude put you on their platform now they see me even though mm-hmm. i've been doing this for so long mm-hmm. you know now now they see me so that definitely helped i can definitely say that helped with those streams that help with uh everything that's happening because i didn't just sit on it i actually went under them comments and was contacting all them people it was work 
Like some people would have just been like, oh, Snoop Dogg posted me. I actually was going in those comments, getting personal with, with these people. And that's what I had like 600 something pre-saves before the album even uh was was dropped. That's basically where they'll pre-save it. So when it drops, it'll be automatically in, in their libraries. So that's what helped get those streams like that. That's big. Somebody like, like you said, Red Man and Snoop, like, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody not know who he is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that man, that's huge. So, um, what was one of the most surprising things that you learned about the music industry, either like now or when you entered as a new artist? Uh, what I learned, uh, it's definitely another revenue stream. Um, it took a while for me to actually make a living off of my music. You know, I didn't think I would ever get anybody to go to iTunes or uh, just buy my merch, anything like that. But now that I'm in it and I see this is a job, so um. I didn't think it was possible. And, um, you know, if your business is handled, this can be a solid income to where you don't have to work. And that's that was my overall goal when I started to grind as real entertainment. But mm -hmm. you you can make money. So. Well, all right. So your other stream of income now, that's with the is that where the royalties come in? Uh, yep. Yep. That's that's where the royalties come in. Uh, that's where sync lights is in any any type of revenue that you make through your music, that's that's a part of it. Yeah, so that has a lot to do with the royalties. Uh, it's distribution, is a form of payment. Um, that's like the, how you, when you drop your album, that's the portal that is used to distribute it to like the iTunes, Spotify's, Deezer's. So that's another form of income. Then the uh, royalties come, more so come into play on the longevity. That's, that's not like a, a weekly payment. Mm -hmm. uh, that's more like a every six month, every 30 day type of deal. But with the new way of distribution, now you can get paid like every 30 days through like Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. So that's why I say it's it's an income because some jobs pay bi-weekly, some regular jobs pay monthly. So it's pretty much similar. Now with the royalty, is that something that you can... Um you you be able to pass down to your kids? Is that something that stays with you or your family? Uh, well, the royalty that would more so be under my label. The label oh. is what handles the publishing and all that. So I, I would pass the label down to them. But as far as my music and stuff goes, like if I had an album out and the, the royalty, yeah, that would go to the kids. Like how Prince had his estate, you know, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I don't even know if he had kids, but that's just an example, but my my label would fall down under to my children. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that'd be dope. That's that the goal be. is to pass it on, pass it down. Do you, I mean, like, do you have any plans for that after you know? Um, I mean, I know it's kind of morbid to talk about that, but do you have <laughs> plans? You know, set like if something were to happen, the kid, your children would get, you know some some mm -hmm. of the revenue from your album sales and your um companies i thought uh with life insurance i thought all of that would be bottled 
I would have to look into like a separate thing for the label. But um, I was under the impression that having life insurance, I could somehow incorporate all of that, like the label and uh, just anything that I have sold property or shipped to my Stitch and Press Express and t uh, T-shirt and embroidery. So that's something that I probably would have to look into mm -hmm. um, on a separate thing for LLCs. But mm -hmm. I do have life insurance. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. sure if that's intertwined with the music side or not. Usually wills, if you set them, like you could set a living will now, you know. Oh, more so a will. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would do okay, that. So that sounds like more of a will. Will. Yes. Plan yeah. Look into that, Nicole. The wheels, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, speaking of that, uh, do you own all the rights to your music? Of course, yes, ma'am. That's the queen of hustle, baby. A lot of people here in the, in the city, a lot of other artists. That's what they'll come to me for because I I know the business. I do that work that a lot of people don't want to do because <laughs> I'm sensitive about my shit. Right. So, <laughs> I've uh, I don't know it all, but I know enough to where. I'm making a solid income off of it. Uh, I know I have like a, a several resources that I can go to if I have questions. I've uh, ordered stuff offline that that's kind of like a music law library. So yeah, I'm very big on that. Still got a lot of learning to do, but mm -hmm. I know enough to to make sure my eyes is dotted and my T's are crossed. Mm -hmm. That's good. You straight independent. That's the way to go. Oh, yeah. Straight independent. All I need is an investor. So, oh, going back, can you, I know you, you kind of briefly explained how royalties work, but how do they work to benefit you? Oh, well, royalties, uh, mm -hmm. in the long run, if a song broke big, like with a uh, a million streams or because royalties really only come into effect if you are making a massive amount of downloads sales i think you got to hit like a million before the producer even sees royalties so mm -hmm. royalties really aren't that exciting anymore <laughs> because there's new ways that they have like uh, i use a distribution company called distro kit and they have a new way to where you can just do splits directly with the producer, the writer, or whoever you're collabing with. And that's a quicker payout as opposed to royalty. So mm -hmm. royalties are okay, but I, it, it just takes so long for you to actually see. This is if you are a featured artist. Now, the, the main mm -hmm. artist, of course, is going to get it a lot faster, but the people you collab with, like the producer that helps you create the record, it takes forever for them to get or see anything. I still got mm -hmm. songs that I did years ago and none of those producers have got anything from it. So I like the distribution method that I use through DistroKid because you can instantly pay people out and it's just, it's just better. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody want to get paid. Right. Yeah. It's, I like <laughs> how they set that up. So, you know, that way you can just take care of people, give them a percentage of the single. Like if, if it's a dollar, they get 25 cents. I get 75 cents. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you know, we see a lot of people interview like on the Breakfast Club and stuff like that. And they talk about, you know, the difference from when they entered the industry, maybe in the 90s, early 2000s, up mm -hmm. until now. 
and how everything is pretty much streamlined, like you said, with receiving payments. Is the financial yeah. process of the music industry, is it complicated for new artists or do you find it complicated at all? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You got to have some money. <laughs> it, 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 marketing is a huge downfall for the hottest artists. If you don't have a budget in today's world where people just sit on their phones, mm -hmm. then it's going to be tough. Now, I came from the era, the hand-to-hand -hand CD out the trunk. Mm -hmm. You know, like I still do that because I'm a, I, I engage with the people better. But it's actually easier to get in front of people now because they're sitting at home. Mm -hmm. You know, they have online concerts now. They have you don't even have to leave your house. But you have to have the money to put a marketing plan together. You got to have money to record just your album. You got to have money to pay the graphic designer. You got to have money to shoot the video. It's just money. So mm -hmm. if you don't have a budget, then a lot of people go the route to where their stuff isn't put out legally. They, they just use a regular camera. And you could just tell people that take their, their, their brand or crafts more serious by what they put into it. Mm -hmm. uh, I like working with the top-notch people because it's 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 a package. It's you're presenting a package, so that's why. I, and I learned a lot of this stuff on my own too, just to save money. Like I don't know if y'all knew, but I did my own album cover. Queen of Hustle album cover was done by me. The mm -hmm. Billboard y'all see me on, I made that. So that's another avenue to take. Oh, you said Billboard. You yeah, it's just Billboard in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got billboards up. So you guys see that bitch. I didn't know you was on a billboard. Yeah, but I texted to you. I just left yeah, for St. Louis yeah. yesterday. Mm hmm So oh, yeah, you big time. But I mean it took it took this long for me to get to the to the level I'm at to be able to pay for stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And um a lot of artists just don't have the budgets. They don't have the financial backing to get themselves in front of who they need to be in front of. So it no, takes money. You think a lot of that has to do with people not wanting to invest in themselves? Because mm -hmm. the they'll go buy a bag of Kush or the the newest Jordans and five hundred dollar pair of shoes that they could have took. Marketing is not that expensive nowadays with the COVIDs and all kind of stuff taking place. A lot of these companies are just trying to get back in in the role of things. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this stuff ain't that exp it's not that expensive. But when you're trying to get like the billboard stuff like what I'm doing now, you got to have a budget. I got a publicist now because I know I can't just reach these people just sitting at home. These, these people are in a professional field to get me in my targeted demographics. And it's, it's just a lot to, that comes with. That's where you got to read. You got to research. You got to learn your demographic. If you're a 35 and up year old artist and you're trying to cater to these 18 year old I mean, unless you got a twerk song or something, but if you're trying to cater to high school, junior high students, you're you're going backwards. You got to right. learn your your demographics mm. and uh, get you a budget together. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Five hundred dollars can go a long way if if yeah. you know you how to it. use it right. So it, it's you got to have some money. And just. Gotta have some. That's just the name of the game. <laughs> well, I wish I could say it wasn't. <laughs> let's but. talk a little bit about the struggle because 
with this, I think with wealth too and wealth accumulation, people always see the result. Mm -hmm. You know what I right. mean? They never right. see the process. So let's talk a little bit about what the process was. I mean, if you feel comfortable, you could briefly talk about that. Cause I know the story, you know, about mm -hmm. some things you've been through and that obviously, you know, have um, secured, you know, solidify your, <clears throat> excuse me, solidify your place in the music industry. So right. it goes along with your creative process into revenue streams and stuff like that. So let's start, let, let's just talk a little bit about that. Uh well, it's been a long road from being homeless to uh losing my parents to you know living beyond my means, going on tours, broke kids ain't got shit because in my head I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go on this tour and I'm gonna make it. Oh, you know, it's just you when you're trying to chase this dream, sometimes you could become selfish, not mm -hmm. thinking about who is hurting or, you know, it's just, it, and a lot of artists do this, but my, my biggest downfall in my career was when I lost my dad in 2009 to a fatal car crash. And then uh, that's when my mom started getting sick. So I'm still pushing, I'm still going, I'm still grinding, living in a, a studio <laughs> with my kids, watching them sink the sink. But through this whole time, people look at me as, oh, this is Miss Nicole. You know, she's, she doesn't bleed. She doesn't cry. So you, you keep pushing and going through it. Then my mom gets sick and then she dies. And then it's like, oh, my God, what, where do you go from here? So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's The music is like I said, it saves my life. I, I just kept a lot of people that I know that have lost their mothers or parents. They'll, they'll hit me up like, how did you how did you overcome that? How did you keep going? How did you blah, 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 blah. And music. Like my kids, of course, looking at them. And then it's like, if I put all my all my everything into this, I have to see something for it. That's really what pushed me. Cause I'm like, I didn't put in all this time. I didn't spend all this money. I gotta have something to show for this before I die. <laughs> like I gotta, mm -hmm. something gotta come out of this. So just being around people and God definitely stepped in and humbled me. Cause I had a little arrogant moment in my career where I was stepping on people because I had a little light of success and he instantly stripped me <laughs> and reminded me of how quickly everything can be taken. So that was like probably in about seven years ago, seven years ago. But then I uh, kind of got myself together and I started getting into the sports anthems, you know, the, the Chiefs anthems and stuff like that. I started getting into news publications and my, my face was really becoming more publicized. Like they were playing my anthems at the stadium. So then I started kind of shifting my music to being more as a sermon, I guess you could say, like helping people. So I just kept going. And then with the music thing coming from the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, that's kind of what catapulted my career, I say in 2013 that catapulted my career. Like every year I've been dropping anthems since that day, nonstop. And I've been living, like th those anthems, people stream them to this day and football season's not even here. So doing that helped me out because it switched my demographic to, to the non-urban people. Mm -hmm. I, I gained a whole new, new fan base with that. 
And uh, then that's kind of how my my sound started shifting and changing. I, I signed to a label, Mid Range. Shout out to them. That that fell apart. Uh, that was in 2015, right when my mom died, like 2014-15. Signed to the label, so I've been actually signed before, and we didn't really know the business thing at the time. I was living in the studio. <laughs> it was just. I think at that time I was just just running around trying to figure out where I could fit in. So that's kind of how that came about. But then that's when I started my own label. Started my own label, 2014, The Grind is Real Entertainment. Um, and from there, I've dropped four albums and like 20 singles. So that's that's kind of where the transition in my music went. It, it became a me telling my, I, like Ramon said, I was, it was a therapeutic, <laughs> me saving myself. That's the music that started coming out. Yes. And you, you can hear, you can actually hear what I went through. I tell you. So mm -hmm. that's what is the difference. I don't know if y'all heard of Russ. Have you ever heard of Russ? The, uh, that, the artist Russ R U S S, the, the white boy with long, and he from white boy with long curly hair. Yeah, I don't know him. Yeah, because mm -hmm. he that that's it's a similar situation as him, you know. And I listen to a lot of his stuff, but yeah, music definitely saved my life. Yeah, it's saving yeah. your life, you know, saving my life. Yeah. All that, you know, all that out, all that energy out, and you found a way to do it, and it worked mm -hmm. for you. You know what I mean? Like you said, you encourage a lot of people to do things like rooftop for real. That's how mm -hmm. I took it. Like you said, like an affirmation. I'm like, man, yeah. this some, you know, some shit I tell myself every day. Affirmation, you know, as, yeah. As, as a black women, we need that, you know, as mm -hmm. women, people, you know, because a lot of people criticize artists for talking about stuff that they're not doing in their music mm -hmm. you know like oh where well, she's saying that she's doing this or he's talking about he got all this money so i'm like okay let let me go to the positive affirmation side of music like we're gonna speak stuff into existence so that's kind of kind of how i wrote that one mm -hmm. do you do yeah. pen and paper or are you just like everything up in, in the, the phone phone right in the phone wow. Dang, yeah. I wrote on the paper before. Don't get me wrong, I'm an 80s baby, but <laughs> now I write in the phone because it's just quicker, quicker to pull out. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, well, hey, uh, now speaking of that, so I forgot that you wrote the anthem for the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, yeah, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> several, down, I, I, wrote, I wrote several and just. A person told me this that I no longer speak with, but I did take this gem that he told me. He told me if you can write, if you can put 10 singles, wait a minute, what did he say? If you have 100 singles on Spotify and each one of them singles get 10 spins per month, you're going to make $1,000 a month, mm -hmm. period. And I'm like, you know what? I know I got that many songs that I know our people will like. And you, for the rest of you, you're gonna make like, what's that, a thousand, you're gonna make 12,000 a year just off of 10 streams per hundred songs that you have in your catalog. 
Mm-hmm. So if if you make good music, which mm-hmm. I do, so that's kind of the path I'm on. I'm, I might drop maybe two more albums. And the thing with me that's different, you know, artists, I'm more seasoned. You know, the older artists that's over 35, a lot of people quit because they're they're worried about the worldly views. Oh, you're too old to be doing this. Oh, blah, blah. I'm that voice. And a lot of older artists have been hitting me up specifically saying that, like, man, Miss Nicole, you you make me want to get back to it because it's mental. Mm-hmm. It's a mental battle with yourself. You're worried about just like with weight, you know, women with the weight, men, whatever insecurities they have. I stop when I want to stop. If I can mm-hmm. drop a record that resonates with the people, I can be 48. I don't know if I'll be that. I'll still doing music, but <laughs> it's all about how you resonate with your audience. And then we don't look our, a lot of us older people don't look our age either. Mm-hmm. So people get discouraged, you know, when you when you hit that, I feel your early 40s is, is your capsule to starting your life, <laughs> honestly. Uh, like, you know, more and more I'll be reading and listening, a lot of stuff is, is like, you know, what I they think say, it is. like your life don't really start until you hit 40. It don't. Because story about what I read some years ago. Now we didn't know when we was kids, Timbuktu was a for real place, right? And oh, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Timbuktu was a real place, and people and they had the best school. <laughs> and people would send their kids to Timbuktu, but if you went to school there, you didn't learn and practice your profession until you were 40 years old. So that means 20 teens, 20s, 30s, you were just learning and kind of going through college and parochial school phase. And then once you turn 40, that's when you were able to practice everything. So that just lets you know what the thought is about turning 40. It is a pivotal pivotal moment in your life because Mm -hmm. you pretty much have that level of of maturity. Yeah. To you know, to mentally to mentally handle things. Yeah. A lot of times what happens is when you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you're trying to figure stuff out. You don't have the mental capacity to, you know, handle everything that's coming your way because you're trying to figure it out. 40, you like, you know what? I don't have time for this. This is what's gonna happen. And this I'm comfortable what's gonna happen. <laughs> and your com- you know, your comfort and even like during this interview, your confidence comes out. You know, and that's what people need. You know, when you get to a certain age or a certain, you know, um, aspect in your life, that confidence has to come out. And right. in your music, you definitely see that. You you hear it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, hear, you hear the confidence and you, the pride that you take in your artistry. Oh, when y'all see the visuals, y'all really going to get, that's the fun part of the album. I actually got two videos scheduled, June 1st, 2nd. I'm shooting uh, Do They Love Me? With Joey Cool, I'm shooting mm-hmm. nothing. I got a uh, we doing that. I think the week after that, because I go back on on tour on the 11th. So yeah, now the visuals are coming. I mean, Rooftop's visuals already out. Uh, yeah, yeah, visuals already out. Uh, Running back tour visuals already out. So that's what I'm about to start now is is bringing forth the the visual side to the records. Oh, okay. And we're going to see the visual for that 36 bars? What's up? Oh, yeah. 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 You're going to get that. That's, that's going to be fun. That's <laughs> going to be fun. So, uh, <laughs> let me ask you real quick. Uh-huh. So, so now that, you know, you hot, you know what I'm saying? 
You, you represent for the women now, you know what I'm saying? We need some new some new blood out here. Is there any artists that you would like to work with? Uh, most definitely. Uh, I would love to work with Rhapsody. Definitely got to work with Missy Elliott or Queen Latifah. That's like the at the top of the list. Uh, Tiana Taylor. Um, on the male side, Ludacris. I work with Nas. Want to work with Russ. Uh, Take Nine. I, I want to work with him. Right. Yeah. Well he his style our styles are yeah. a little different, but yeah. I definitely want to work with him. Yeah. Uh J. Cole, of course, Drake. Um, and then uh, it was another chick that I wanted to work with that was uh Erica Banks. So I got a list of people that, and people starting to see me now. So at, since mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg shared me and Redman shared me, like I don't know if y'all know who Damian Dillard is, the basketball player. Damian Lillard. Yeah, I say Lit Dillard. Yeah, he he's yeah. got his eye. He just met, in, inboxed me while we were on this. I got to see what it says. Oh wow! So, wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of time. My next goal is to get an investor. I need a financial backing. You know he runs and, uh, too. Yeah, he does. He has this uh, platform called Four Bar Fridays on Instagram. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how I met him through that. But when Snoop Dogg shared me, he really started tapping in with me. Mm. Man, that's so, all you need sometimes is that one. That's all you a, need. I seen that like meme. It was like a meme or something the other day, and it said like. Uh, Sometimes I think it was Nino Brown who be listening to. Mm -hmm. It's like you'll work ten years for that one year. Yeah, and that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, <laughs> that that's why I said I feel like I'm at the birth of my career because mm. now people see me. So this is why I'm going so hard. Mm. Now people see me like okay, let's we got to take her serious. You know, yeah. I perform with uh, I got like five minutes left. You, mm -hmm. I perform with Young Ma on June the sixth. Here in Kansas City, and then uh, we go back out on the Dare to Be Rare tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she big too. She can uh -huh, speak young too. Can. Yeah. yeah, I was like, damn. There's a couple of them. Do you yep, have a nice. fans that you want to send? Huh? Do you have a message for your fans? Uh, I just I appreciate everybody that's tapping in with me. Make sure y'all go get the Queen of Hustle album. It's available on all digital platforms. Mm -hmm. You see the name right there, Ms. Nicole. Type it in, and it's going to pop up. And then when you hear it, tag me in your stories, Instagram, TikToks, whatever. Let me know your favorite songs. These videos are about to be coming. And uh, I'm grateful to be on the, the Slow Wealth podcast. And we are so grateful to have you and hear your music and have your life or your music be a testimony to your life. So that's amazing. And uh, of course, we always going to encourage you because, you know, I've seen your growth and see what you do for other people. Now, Nicole just don't do this for herself. She really <laughs> will be out there feeding the homeless, talking mm -hmm. to somebody, you know, helping somebody, you know, and she never lets negative comments or anything, you know, really affect what she does. She just keeps pushing and that's always admirable. That's how I know God about to bless me because he, he yeah. I'm a disciple. So mm -hmm. whenever this huge financial backing that I already know is happening, I, I've already 
accepted the affirmation, I'm the the person in the city that's going to, you know, build the community centers or studio labs that needs to get the urban community learning more about the financial wealth and gentrification, stuff like that. All of that's going to be inside of this, this facility that I'm trying to build to where they can learn how to do music. They can learn how to clean their credit. They can learn how to uh, start an LLC. They can learn how to purchase some land all in this one facility. So. I got I got a hundred dollars right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, come on, Lord, go ahead and use me hey. so I can get this going. But that's, that's what, what I'm trying about. to do. That's what I'm talking Man, about. Man, since we love you and we res- we totally respect your artistry and last question. Oh, I'm sorry. Love you back. We always ask, hold on, we got one more question to go. We'll do one more. Before we always ask everybody, what does love mean to you? And how do you think? music or royalties can help build that uh wealth definitely means living pro- successful and prosperous and uh it also means something that you can pass down pay it forward that's what wealth is to me because mm-hmm. you can't die with anything <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. take it so wealth to me is meaning you become educated enough to of course take care of your family but then be able to educate someone else to learn so they can also become wealthy. So, cause with the stock world, it takes a, a village. It's not just one person that's going to affect stocks. It's a mm-hmm. group of people that has to invest or sell or trade or whatever it is. So it's the same thing with wealth. You know, I'm not, I've never been money hungry cause I've been poor. So Wealth isn't necessarily just about a dollar bill to me. It's about your health. It's about your uh, mental health. And all of those things play a part in wealth. So mm-hmm. it's a bigger scale than, than dollar amount. Couldn't have said it better myself. Amen. Because <laughs> that's the first thing people think is of, of wealth is money. Money, money. Yes, no, that's more. Absolutely. And thank Credit, you so much. That's part of your wealth. <laughs> what it is? I'm sorry. Thank you guys. Yeah. No, say credit. Credit. <laughs> credit. We oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Several times. But thank yeah. you so much, Nicole, for you know coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be in touch with you, of course, as always. Um, thank you. you thank you. Valuable. And that's the most important thing that we've learned about wealth is the value of time. Um, most definitely. And you guys got a <laughs> Facebook page for for. Uh, oh yeah, we, yeah. This, this is gonna be on all the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Okay, so y'all got a, a site for all. Okay, so I'm gonna have to yeah. follow. Yeah, we, uh, we we gonna try to push it out there. You know what I'm saying? Get some more. Get it, get, get it. Well, I'm so, proud of y'all. Hey, I'm proud of y'all. Well, you tell, hey, you tell you. I said what up. You know, that's for real. She I'm trying her, to get out there. We know she gonna be hot. <laughs> I'm trying to get out there. I ain't stopping to one of them inbox me with a plane confirmation number. Then I know it's real. Right, hey, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. again, this is uh, Miss Nicole with the Grind is Real Entertainment. She dropped her new Queen album. of Hustle, baby. Queen of Hustle on Mother's Day. And she also has another company called Stitch Impress. Stitch. And I think I printed the shirt that Ramon is wearing. Yes, you do. And the hat. 
So if you need any stitch or embroider custom items, be sure to hit me on Facebook, S-T-I-T-C-H-A-N-D-P-R-E-S-S-L-L-C. Press, press, press. 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 Yes. We don't put all that in the description Yes. Okay. All right. I'll take y'all that, but I gotta go, y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Love you too. All right. Bye.